is Sherry Rice. Welcome to Access to Healthcare's weekly podcast, where we bring you local guests on topics of interest to you and your family. Today we are discussing COVID-19 and the impact on our community hospitals, and one in particular today, Renown Health. And my guest is Tom Zumtabell, Vice President, Population Health Services, Renown Health and Hometown Health. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Sherry. How are you? Well, I'm good. You know, this is um, this is great to have you on. Renown, of course, is our community hospital. It's our largest hospital. We know that COVID has impacted the hospital, but it's fabulous to be able to ask you questions on what's gone on in the last four months. It seems like it's uh, just been a couple of days, but actually uh, four months the hospitals have been on the front lines in a new and unique way. With that in mind, can you take us back to mid-March when you realized that COVID-19 was going to be in our community? And what were your first thoughts, Tom? No, absolutely. You know, and the, the concept of time has even changed so much. Some things seem like forever ago and some things just seem like yesterday. So it's yep. amazing how it's just impacted personally and business and everything in, in so many remarkable ways. It's uh, just such a different reality. But uh, when we think back, I remember the first meeting I was brought into at the hospital, we had a team of physicians and others that we um, started to do a COVID task force just right away and started to think about what we needed to do to prepare. And, you know, the instant thoughts were counting, counting the ventilators and ICU beds and, and staff and, and making those kind of early assessments of where we stood with uh, with real uncertainty of what we might, might need, but remarkably in within a week or two of starting those meetings, then we were already facing these uh, COVID curves, right? Where right. They would, the, the expected um, infection rate was just beyond anything that, that we could really envision. And so it was, um, you know, healthcare people are pretty remarkable, especially, you know, clinicians, physicians and nurses and, and and they just um, they 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 don't shake. They just they they figure it out and they do. Yeah, and so the way they brought the teams together, um, it was it was almost more like the administrative people were on the side, frankly, and 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 the the, the clinicians were saying this is what this is what we need to do to be prepared. And um, and so that's what I remember most is just kind of the like there was no there was no messing around. It's like let's get to business and get ready. Right. So the first steps that Renown took, of course, was bringing everyone together and look at the strategy that you were going to do. Um, how did these steps impact staff, patients, and providers? You already had patients in the hospital, and then suddenly you've got COVID patients. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, impacted everybody concurrently with, a, you know, hate to reference back to the uncertainty, but that was, you know, kind of the first area where we just were trying to um, think think through what we were dealing with. But then almost instantly, uh, not instantly, but within days, you know, the reality um, was we have to do everything we can to protect the nurses and physicians because they're the caregivers. So if the COVID curve... Uh, um, unfolded as projected, 
then we needed to have every nurse and doctor that was available to be healthy. And so that's what we focused on right away, PPE. We focused right around on campus safety, on um, making sure there's information in the community. It was it was about, um, you know, it's funny that we'd have, it's not funny at all, but it was, you know, we would have daily calls, maybe two or three times a call. And I remember um, the head of infection control, she started every call, wear a mask. You know, wear a mask, wash right. your hands, wear a mask, wash your hands. And it was, in, in, and I feel like that work that she did actually, um, because Renown is such a big employer, I think it actually penetrated the community in a way and really helped us to fight off the curve in a lot of ways. But it was the, the very basic stuff, even though we were having what we considered high-level meetings, right? right? Wear a mask and wash your hands. It was a big deal. So did you, did you all do a special COVID unit at the hospital as people started coming in with COVID? Yeah, we had some, um, you know, isolated uh, areas. It, 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 at first, you know, um, it wasn't even clear if it was uh, if it was transmitted airborne or, you know, um, and so it wasn't it wasn't sure if we it wasn't completely clear. But we prepared as if we had to have every you know com- isolation right. and isolated, um, you know, circulation and, and true isolation rooms. And so that's where we started, and then. As it unfolded, we realized that we had a little more flexibility than that. But first, we we identified which rooms we had the proper, um, um, you know, circulatory systems and could could really contain whatever um, mm-hmm. the virus was perceived to be at the time. So internally in the hospital, your new procedures were the patients couldn't have family members come, um, and of course the extra cleaning that went on. Um, is that Still, that patients can't have family members come. Um, we have a, a program where they get to have uh, one. They identify really their 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 internal advocate, their 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 personal advocate. So they have a mm-hmm. a member of their family that they identify um, for all patients. Now, still, if you're COVID, then that that area is still restricted. But all other patients are allowed to bring in. One, you know, not bring in, but have a, an identified advocate that they um, uh, have involved in their care and, and available during the care. So. And then Renown um, took on the responsibility, quite a huge one, of redoing one of their parking garage levels, if I believe, in case we had a real surge of COVID. Yeah. Now that's correct. You know, we have you know, a little bit less than 600, about 600 beds in the the curve was saying there might be 1,800 patients, COVID-specific patients, and so we um, kind of assessed the community and felt like there was definitely a need to be prepared. So we converted the first floor of our parking garage into an additional 500 beds and actually built out the second floor, prepared to to pretty quickly stand up 500 additional. So, um, and that, that happened, you know, probably from decision to open was maybe three weeks, and they really yeah, yeah. stood it up in a week and a half. So. That's absolutely amazing, and and yeah. it's still up, right? Yeah, it's 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 there. If yeah. we needed it, it's there. If, if the community it. needs it, yeah. So I know that the hospitals, all of our local hospitals, health department, um, and maybe a few of the community agencies. They had like weekly phone calls, didn't they? There was communication with the other hospitals so that everyone stayed current. Yeah, our 
some of our physician team, you know, it, it was really, again, clinician-led, and it's it helped the hospitals to to work together in ways that we hadn't done in the past, and, and we, we feel like that was a really a great success in the process. You know, as bad as all this is, we everybody kind of focused on what is good, and that's definitely been a, a good outcome. There was great collaboration with the hospital, with the community hospitals, and a lot of information sharing. So we're we're pleased about the the new relationship that has been developed through that process. I mean, we're still competitors, but it but the conversations are at a very different level now. Oh, that's fabulous. And yeah. and what about at the hospital level? Could somebody get a can somebody get a COVID test at Renown and if they came through the emergency room, if someone came in with symptoms, yeah, yeah. If you're and even at our um, our our practice sites in urgent care, if you come in and, and if you have symptoms, um, the physicians uh, you know can order tests and you get results within 48 hours. Oh wow! Because I know that one of the issues um, has been through the county and how long it's taking to get the testing back. Yeah. 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 And then the contact tracing, um, whether that's being successful or not. Right, right. So if someone comes in through the emergency room at Renown and they have symptoms, um, they're given a test and then, but do you admit the person or send them home to isolate until you get the yeah. test back? Yeah, it would really depend on the, the degree of the symptoms, right? Uh -huh. And um, But they would be treated appropriately if it was, if it's, severe or, you know, indicated, then they would certainly be elevated to an appropriate level of care. But a, a, a number of people are, are able to be sent home and and, um, and quarantine at home and, and be thoughtful, you know, personally thoughtful. But but it, it, there's, it does not require admission for um, everybody that comes through the, any of our facilities with symptoms, for sure. Right. Um, it must have been very hard on the patients' families when they couldn't visit their loved ones in the hospital. I know I've uh, heard that from quite a few people. Yeah. No, I, I just can't imagine how hard it is, you know. And then you also can't imagine, um, I don't know, I almost got emotion up, some of the stories we've heard with the nurses and what they've done with people because understanding how hard it is. And yeah. It's uh, you know it's the intangible with nurses that we lose track of that, that they just really do care about people and care for people and, and make a difference and so you can never replace a family member certainly but uh, the love and compassion is pretty remarkable that they're able to show you know show time and time again it's mm -hmm. wild. So we also have heard a lot about how um, patients put off their own health. Uh, because they were afraid to go to an emergency room, afraid to go to the doctor. Did you see that happen at Renown, that people weren't using the emergency room? Yeah, yeah, uh, to a to a very significant degree. I mean, emergency room visits were down 60-plus percent. Our primary care visits and urgent care were down, you know, 40, 50 percent. Uh, so they're in, in its... You know, being a population health guy, you know, we constantly try to figure out is, you know, sure, you and I have known each other a long time. There's always discussions about it, what is unnecessary care, too, right? And mm -hmm. so it's it's really interesting to see how much, how diminished the access was, and, and we're curious how it's going to turn out. It's, 
you know, certainly people with chronic diseases, they have to get in, and, and we have a lot of um, access through virtual visits. We've really ramped up our virtual capability, and so they could see their own primary care physician virtually and then have continuity of care. And it's been a, it's been a great resource through um, COVID. It's been so interesting how slow the uptake for virtual and telehealth has been, you know, as a nation. And then this has really kind of been a tipping point. We'll see if it continues, but it's just so convenient. And now with video and different things, especially if you're home, why not stay home if you're sick and right. see your doctor, you know, right. by video. So the world's changing for sure. But um, back to your original question, yeah, we've had, we saw a lot of diminished, um, yeah. there, there was a, there was a great reduction in services. And your yeah. medical offices are doing telehealth, right? So you can yeah. call up and see your doctor through telehealth. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. Um, you touched on it a few minutes ago about the, what we would call the direct line staff, the nurses and people who are in the COVID units. You must be very proud of the job that the renowned staff have done. It's amazing. No, it's 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 amazing. In in some ways, being in administration, you um, don't even I don't even sometimes feel worthy, <laughs> right? Because they offer such significant services, and uh, you know we we kind of try to keep the wheels on, but they're the ones that make the difference for sure. But it's it's a it's it is an honor to to work with them. Yeah. Well, COVID nineteen, as we know, is going to be here for a while, Tom, and we certainly know that there was a there's been an uptake in uh, the state of Nevada, also in Washoe County, of cases. What, over the next six months, what do you think is going to occur, and what, what's your biggest concern? Well, I, I see a lot of growth in the community, and, you know, when I say growth, a lot of kind of acceptance of, you know, we have to, people have to wear masks in the community, and it's not about it's it's not about you. It's about others, right? And I, and I see that um, that that has an impact. And then I see people that are recognized that we just do have to socially distance for a while. I, it's become it's going to be our our new normal for a while. Uh, I think the hospital and the the clinicians are going to are, are at least ours, and I expect the whole community. We're capable of handling um, what's what, what's going to be thrown at us? I, I think that the the way that it's unfolding, you know, of no concerns that we're going to be able to meet the community need, but at the same time, with all of the social and economic impact, that that changes the game for all of us too, right? And so we have to we worry a lot about that. One of the things that happened um, just prior to the grant, one of our um, coworkers. Uh, Kendall Craig, I don't know if you know Kendall, but she was successful in landing a Robert Wood Johnson grant mm. on, lonely, on loneliness for a, a zip code 89512 is what it's focused on, and it's for seniors, right? And we thought that was a big deal before COVID, right? But boy, it's 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 just I just can't even imagine um, some of, some of the isolation that people are are dealing with. So even even as the kind of clin clinically we get our hands more around COVID and the treatment, because even the, you know, even the deaths are down or at least flat, even though the rate of infection is rising, the, the, clinically we got our hands around it a lot better, right? right. But still this loneliness um, and the isolation that, 
everybody, so many people have to deal with with seniors. It's really, I think it's it's just very concerning and how we deal with that as a community um, and help people to not be afraid to come to the doctor and not be afraid to go and visit people when they need to visit them. But at the hospital, it's clean. I mean, it's it's remarkable. We have, you know, definitely taken all the measures that you see um, in, uh, in any place that you're visiting now, right? Everybody's more cautious as far as wiping down and doing all like that. We certainly do all, all of that and everybody's masks up. But then we have remarkable technology with ultraviolet in every room that somebody's been in that was with COVID. We, you know, we have um, ultraviolet applications to make sure that the, it's completely sterilized and our um, environmental uh, service crew is just remarkable as far as making sure that the hospital is, is absolutely safe. So if anybody has any clinical need, they should be very comfortable visiting, frankly, us or any healthcare provider because yeah. the, the, it's, it's a safe environment, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we'll be peeling back the onion on the pandemic for years, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think yeah. um, so many ways. Just for years, we'll be doing it. Well, thank yeah. you, Tom. This has been an informative conversation. I've appreciated it, and I want to also give a huge thank you to our essential healthcare workers at Renown Health. They have done a fabulous job. We've been talking today about how Renown Health um, has has been and is being impacted by COVID-19. With Tom Sumtevel, Vice President of Population Health, Renown Health, and Hometown Health. Thank you again, Tom, for being on the program. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate it. For a list of our podcasts, go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcast. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And please stay safe and please wear your mask.